Oh, we're on an oil well, just a second. Oops. Oops. Where's that coming from? Oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> the 160C was doesn't get automatically muted. Oh, you'll, you'll, you'll just have to sack your production manager. I think I will. I think I will. Just, this, just, exactly the same thing happened as last time. I came diving in from the kitchen he's, again. He's, he's obviously incompetent. Oh, I think so. And, and what about the panel lot? Oh, what was that? <laughs> Comments from the stew. <laughs> no? Oh, maybe your rig, not. Maybe your rig was taking off. Probably okay. Is, you know. We'll if see you later there, Head. Have a nice barbecue. If it doesn't rain, Goodbye, I think it'll be, be quite pleasant, in I, fact. I hope your ten-week incarceration isn't too bad. Yes. This, 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 um... Rent. Not, not me doing those squeaks either. Oh, it's interesting. I wonder who it is. There's a BQ, a built-in BQ in this, this house we signed up for yesterday, so we'll have... So, is, is this a proper... Uh, detached house, or is it attached to other houses? No, it's just a proper house. Nice big property. Oh, that's excellent. Lots of trees in the backyard. Oh, wonderful. Oh, interesting. Plenty of room for radials and things? Yeah, there is. It's very dry ground, though. Very hard. I think it's got a fairly high clay content. So it's sort of hard with lots of cracks in it, so it might and, need a... And so you're actually going to do buys or just rents? This just, just, just rents. Oh, I see. But we might have to order about 15 tonnes of topsoil for the sake of 160, I think. Yeah, well, we, we have to get the priorities right. Oh, yeah. I'm just looking in the production department. Contactor made by the Electric Control Company of Sydney, Say Clack. Oh, well, Say Clack. Say Clack. We're waiting. We don't hear any uh, clack. I'm afraid our, our production department here is, is a bit, bit behind. They're oh. a bit behind here, so stand by. Not, not queued up terribly well or something. Or just while the K's queuing things up. If we don't make next Saturday night the last mission, well, there'll, there'll be one the week after or maybe even the third week. Because, um... It'd be good of me to give me an excuse to come down and see the last missions. Yes. Mm. So one, one week in the next three weeks will be the last missions or something. just depends on whether we've got to go down to Geelong and pick things up on Saturday or, or what's going on. I think we've got to go down to Geelong sometime next weekend. Pick up a drobe. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe Ward as well, I suppose. Ward Everard. Mm. Ward Everard. Yeah. What's mm. that most Oh. I wonder what that effect is. Maybe it's my, my um. I think there's somebody on the in the <coughs> somebody on in the background. Could be just putting carriers on to see how how strong they are or something. Um, just hang on a sec. I'll um. If the K wants to talk, and uh, I'll, I'll let the K talk. We'll let the K talk. So I'll just get my I'll fiends just, off. I'll just go for the ego trip effect. I'll just turn the ego knob to maximum. Right. <laughs> Good. I'll back in a sec. And uh, so, so does this mean now that the the, the branch, it, the news is finally broken? He is now retiring. Retiring yes. from. We're doing a Muhammad Ali. But Retiring. Just, just stand by. I'll be back in a tick. Well, we'll, we'll have to write a long obituary. Uh, what, what can we say about Mr. Branch? Um, almighty creator of crossband uh, of variable quality. And uh, what, what else can we say? Um, third, third times world undefeated champion of uh, the missions. And uh, 
and, and what else can we say? Oh, look, look there's, there's just so much to say here. I, I, I don't know what to say. It is the most emotional moment, a most emotional moment, that it has just come to light that, that Mr. Branch will be resigning from 160-metre missions. And this is a very, very sad day, very sad day for 160 metres. We just don't know what's going to happen now. The band will die. It's just going to be left, just left to Loran at 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 four a.m. Oh, in the no. morning. No, the head will be on in about. Um, he'll be on sort of regularly in about thirteen weeks, I think. Oh, but but he'll he'll be busy delivering babies and things. Yeah, that's only during the thirteen weeks. But he'll be sort of back home one day a week. Isn't I think. that terrible? Just being locked up like that. Delivering babies. Yes. Getting these tings machine I, the, calls. That, that must be quite a worry. I mean, you've never done that before. In fact, you might have one of those roller, those little roller clip-on things that give out beeps. Ah. Even. I, that, that, would, that would make you seem very important. It would. It would make you feel like a, like a maze. Now, let me see. The 3CR contactor here, we've wired it up on the floor, and we've found a vacant PowerPoint, a very sparse commodity in the K-Shack, because yeah. we can't afford PowerPoints, and we'll activate it. And... Take it away. Oh. It's not saying very much. What is it? Is this something you got from the old um, Newport Power Station or something? No, it's something I got from Red Tenors. Oh, I see. Um, the head stew and uh, and uh, me, we went to Red Tenors one night. Um, and uh, at the back of Red Tenors, well, they've thrown out the old fire brigade meters. Mm-hmm. And uh, if no. anyone wants some bits... Oh, that wasn't the fire brigade, that was... Um, oh, well, some mystery boggle, ginormous mitters. Oh, we just missed a call sign. The thing just went and I didn't have the channel turned on. Oh, dear. Oh. Hang on, we'll press it again. We'll get the next one. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that spot machine. I wouldn't recommend anyone get a CT-80. Anyway, um... Expand. Um, expand. Why is my contactor humming its little head off? I don't know. Your missions is humming its head off. Oh, it's probably all, all the RF in the shed. Yeah, I think your microphone's cord must be at a funny angle or something. It tends to vary with your microphone's position. I'm just unplugging it. Mm. I think it's just a standard K hum. I mean, um, what's, what's actually happening, it's probably just my voice. What, going for a thought or a hum? No, no, in- inherently. It's, it's just, um, I, I'm probably one of these 50 hertz subcarrier people. Oh, J- oh. Just sit there and hum away. I see, I see. <laughs> well, I'm just I, trying I, to make a well, bit one. Anyway, um... Must, must tell you about this, this Newport place. Oh, yes, yes. Well, it, uh, my afternoon is probably burning out, but th- that doesn't matter. This, this is such a historic occasion... Well, it's it's an it's an almost almost historic, historic occasion that yeah. we've just released the news, and for once again, for all those people who have just tuned in, Mr. Branch will be resigning from the missions, and this this world-shattering event has has been handed on to Reuters and AAP, and uh, well, it, it, it's it's an event of, of of great emotion, of great emotion there. So, uh, but anyway, getting back to the um, the import peace station. Yes. Oh, the wind blew my door shut. Gosh. Um, yeah, someone, getting back... Someone to stormed out of the branch shack. No, 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 just, no? just the, oh. the door going for a crash. I see. Well, this thing, it, it's... Ah, yes. What? 
things are going smash in the garage. I wonder mm-hmm. what's going on. But, oh, there it goes again. And if I'm not mistaken, it will go... It stopped it. Uh-huh. You had to do that. Yes. <laughs> Righto. Inport power station... ...is built using turn-of-the-century technology. Well, that's not surprising. It was built at the turn of the century. Well... Well, it, it was designed at the turn of the century. You know what the switch gear looks like in Frankenstein movies? Yeah. Well, uh, it's roughly that technology. Oh, like the big dummy load switch on the steam emitters. Oh, truth. I'll have to shut that door. Hang on. Keep talking. It, it's a, uh, a most amazing thing. What they have, it's a, coal, a coal-fired power station burning briquettes, which are delivered by a truck, which is pretty disgusting. And uh, they all go to these giant hoppers and they, they all fall into the into the fire and they're all burnt. And it makes electricity. And, uh, well, to be more specific, the what it looks like inside, outside, it, it sort of looks like a school, actually. It looks like a giant school building. But inside, it's full of giant raters. School building? Yeah. Hmm. It looks like some high school. I've driven around it. I didn't think it looked like a high school, but anyway. <laughs> Continue. If you, if you ignore all that interesting metalwork sticking mm, out the All the, the little top. conveyors going up at 30 degrees. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. Closed-in things. Well, as I said, as you, probably everyone could imagine what sort of a, a mill looked like in 1850. Mm. You know, with chimneys and smoke going for a stink and people scrubbing the floor and, and whatnot. And the little 13-year-olds and 8-year-old kids up the chimneys up cleaning the chimney all the... going for a cook. That's animal, right. Cleaning out well, all the it's, it's very D- Dixonian, Dickensonian. Yes. Or, Dixonian. Uh, that's right. It's, it's very much like that. And so you're walking in the ground floor, and uh, this is the seawater level, the seawater level, where they use seawater for cooling, and that, that gets fed into the, the heat exchanger in the condenser because it's a, a closed-loop system, which is all, all very well and good. And this is a condenser, not a capacitor. A genuine condenser, that's right. A bulldenser. Well, this is right. When we're speaking in terms of thermodynamics, um, well, we, we, we do actually mean a condenser. And you walk around there, and uh, originally, I suppose, it was all nicely painted, but, of course, it's all covered in, in fludge and grime and everything. Sooty. Sooty. And it's everywhere, it's just million valves, just these millions are, well, I'll have to clarify that point. We are speaking in terms of thermodynamics, so valves, when we mean valves, it's probably a Johns and Wakewood valve or something. Although well, the analogy is, is there. That, that you turn, these little men run around, turn all these valves. They, they act as grids. Uh, yes. They control the flow through the valve. Right. More or less. So there's all these little grid men running around. Exactly. Right. The, the valve man, the valve manager. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what they all do, and apparently they don't either, since um, some of these valves haven't been turned since 1935. How big are these valves? Oh, some of them are ginormous things that can only be sort of turned around by a motor because they're... Is it like emitters where the valves get bigger as you go along towards the output? Yeah, that's about it, actually. And air, air cooling on them? Air cooling. Ah, uh, some of them have big motors. You're in crush band country. That's very good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we say thank you to the other tea features. <laughs> say morning to the tennis court. He wouldn't be listening now. Anyway, uh, yeah, continue. Well, and just these million valves, and you, uh, 
they, they gave us this, this workman there, I don't know, he must have been from the production department of VK3SEC, and uh, he showed us around and said, oh, this is the, um, the little valve, and this valve goes to the little... And you sort of asked him, well, where does this valve go? And he goes, I, I don't know. That valve's never been turned since 1935, and we, we don't know where it goes because there's just so many millions of pipes and things that apparently they actually have lost track of some of them. What? <laughs> they just sort of disappear into a wall. Like us with our patch systems. Uh, yeah, that's right. All our cables, yeah. yeah. these cables, forgotten cables in the rack. And... Uh, Everywhere, just these mystery pipes. They they don't know what's in them or where they go. And uh, so so these people they run around. All they do is just turn valves all day and and make things work. Well, while while we were there, they weren't actually producing any power because it's just on standby. They weren't meeting. They weren't meeting. Just on Steve. The only reason they're there is just for peak load periods. So when do they actually turn it on? Uh, probably very late in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. It's always on. And in, in the morning. It's always on standby. Like, well, it's always turning the generators, but it's yeah. not, not plugged in. They no. don't have it plugged into the wall. That's right. Socket. Yeah. Well, what happens? Um, there are eight boilers, eight separate boilers at this institution, mm. which is quite, quite interesting, really. Yeah. When you consider larger inst- institutions only have one boiler. Mm. Well, they have eight, and they're reasonably small capacity. Two to the three. Yes. Boilers. Two, that, that's for people with higher degrees in mathematics. So two, they, they were two in, to the power three They were in binary arithmetic even in those days. That's yes, excellent. You see, it's those little things that make it all worthwhile. Mm. And uh, oh, what happens? They have the fireman. The, each fireman, he, he's in control of his boiler and his fire. Oh, it's an old fire a, brigade missions, is oh, it? More or less. And, oh, uh, wonder if he The, the fireman, he sits in his little fire booth Mm-hmm. And there are a million ammeters and things, and it's quite incredible. Like um, I asked the chap to explain the controls on this thing because he was sort of just sort of, oh, this is the boiler, and we walk out of the room and we go, eh? so uh, I sort of stood my ground and, and demanded to be shown um, h- how to how to run the power station more or less. Oh yeah, and uh, not asking too much. Not asking too much. Not on no. your first visit. No, no. Well, mm-hmm. of course we we can't be presumptuous mm-hmm. in, in this thing, and. Uh, and so he's pointed out to the meter, oh, this meter measures steam flow in 100 tonnes per hour. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh tremendous. It'd be a good trip for somebody doing thermo. Oh, well... You could make little notes and work out the efficiencies of it. And well, this is it, because this is, was actually organised by the MechEng department at Field. Uh-huh. Because we're doing boredom, I mean, thermodynamics at the moment. Well, it could be interesting if they showed you things like that and got you to actually take bill measurements and come back and calculate it all. Oh, to do a prac. Mm, to do a prac <laughs> at the Newport Power Stations. <laughs> Nash, Nash wouldn't think of anything that imaginative. Oh, no, no. That would require too much planning and mm. foresight. Mm. And what happens, the fireman, he, he just sits in his booth all day mm. and uh, makes sure the fire's all burning. And what happens every month, the boiler is taken out of service because... Mm. Um, the coal is actually dumped onto a moving grate, which is quite interesting. The grate itself actually moves, and mm. the fire actually burns along this mechanical conveyor belt. A good idea. And when it gets to the end, it, it just falls into this bucket of water. And goes... Shush. Shush. And, uh, and then they take it off and sell it to people as coke. Uh, no, as ash. Ash? Ash. What, 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 to put it on gardens or something? No, it's, uh, I was quite surprised about this. 
They actually burn it. reveal the secret of the ash later on. Okay. The secret of the SEC ash. Well... Hasn't been on for ten years. Um, well, the fire is actually sort of along this mechanical conveyor belt, and they have to shut it down every month because all the iron plates in this thing eventually burn out because of the the coal burning away there. Oh, yeah. It gets very hot and it just burns away. So mm. every month it's just sort of preventative maintenance goes on and it's just sort of more or less rebuilt. They put in new bits everywhere. Mm. And so the, the fireman just sits there and we were told this fireman he has been sitting there for 22 years lighting fires in the boiler. It must be a complete pyro. <laughs> i tell you what. It's a good place I asked, for a... I asked, I asked a classic question. How do, you, how do they start a fire in the boiler? You know, how mm. do they start the whole thing going every month? And, um, well, I was quite surprised at the answer. I would have expected some sort of thermoresistance type heating element that would just go hot and the whole lot would then go boom. Mm. But uh, what happens when it's time to start the fireman? He, yeah. he throws in some wet rags. What, keros- kerosene-soaked rags? Yes. That sounds like setting fire to a policeman. Did you ever hear that Peter Sellers no. track called Setting Fire to a Policeman? It's it's a complete set of instructions on, on how to set fire to a policeman. Well, uh, he- here we go. Fine, Kim, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Say, evening to the cubes. Cubes and... There. So they throw on these kerosene-soaked yeah, rags. Yeah, that's incredible. You the know, whole thing they, goes start, for a... they start the SEC with, with kerosene, kerosene and rags. Uh, and and that's not a joke. I couldn't believe that. And true. the chap there thought there was nothing, un- nothing special in that, nothing unusual, but we all thought it was quite hilarious. Mm. But anyway, the fireman then, then Actually, it's probably Actually, it's probably more reliable than all these highfalutin modern methods where they have a microprocessor that turns on a, oh, well, a heating element... Is, well, that's right. They have got, a microprocessor. You'd have to sit down at a teletype and type light fire or mm, something. They're probably Light my fire. Light. <laughs> what you light my fire? Because <laughs> we've got one of those in our gas heater in the front room. It's got a button you press. Uh, and it's all tronic. Uh, it's and got, it only worked for six months. It's got months. a little uh, ASR 33 teletype there. Mm, and the, which uh, says fire being with. The, the disc pack in the... Um, in the garage goes mm. for a whiz. It does millions of accesses and it says flame three inches high, <laughs> four feet high, 80 feet high, load, shut down, shut down. Load load flame into mm. register and... Uh, <laughs> yes. Load colon to register B. <laughs> load register A into register B. <laughs> mm. Yes, call match, call match. There's <laughs> <laughs> a file called match. <laughs> so this file comes in and files away like a little Aboriginal going <laughs> and up it goes and the fireman rubs his hands in glee that's right well anyway he runs around there are all these portholes around the fire and the fireman mm. looks in them and what happens what's quite interesting the fire itself is actually maintained at a vacuum with respect to air a vacuum with respect but a vacuum doesn't have to be a vac- with respect to anything that's an absolute oh. Well, you mean at a lower no, pressure? No, I, I am actually speaking relative. Yes, the fire itself is maintained at a lower pressure than the atmosphere, and the reason for that is because there are so many inspection holes and nooks and crannies and things mm. that uh, if it, the fire was maintained at greater pressure, it would just gush out everywhere. So when the fireman would look in his porthole, he'd just get a... A singe mission. A singe, he'd go for a singe. So the, the fire itself is actually maintained at 
and a partial vacuum, which is, is quite interesting. Hmm. Well, anyway, that all goes and boils the water in the tubes, and that goes through another million valves that everyone's forgotten. Yeah. Oh, right, eh? I'll have to take a break here for a minute. Anyway, keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll hang around for another three or four minutes, then we'll take a break. Okay. And, uh, well, it's all the steam. It goes through a million, million more pipes and a million more things, and it goes to a superheater, yeah. which is rather cleverly done. The superheater is, is configured like an economizer in that it uses the exhaust gas. Oh, yeah, that's a good... That's an old thermo trick. Yeah. Good uses the it. exhaust gas from the flues to actually do the superheating, mm. and it's made sure the steam is quite dry, so... Because uh, wet stream, wet steam would actually destroy the turbines through cavitation. Mm. Eat away the Yeah, the it would blades. Eat, eat away the blades. And so that then, that, that goes into the, the turbine room mm. uh, through another million more pipes and condensers and interesting... Sounds like the modulation transformer room at... RA. You, well, that's something you'll have to see. You'll have to do drops. When you drop into RA, make sure you ask to see the former's room. Oh, right. I'll, I'll write that down mm. somewhere. Well, the... Uh, the turbine room, anyway. The, the turbine room is probably the most interesting thing in the whole thing because they're just, there are eight, eight big turbine alternator sets mm. and they just look like a giant electric motor. And uh, it's except you read the, the faceplate on the side and it says 11,000 volts at 1,000 amps. Oh, this is the turbine and the generator? Yeah. Oh. It's a complete set. Are they sort of big cylindrical ones lengthwise along the floor or are they like the ones at um, Snowy and so on where there's a big dome coming out of the floor? No, the, the ones with a big dome coming out of the floor, that's actually the uh, exciter, exciter generator and brush set. Hello, there's someone at the door missions. Just a minute. Stand by. Keep talking. Stand by. It's all going on tape anyway. Oh, good. And, and uh, so what happens, all these cylinders, uh, all the, the raters, they're laid out horizontal to, horizontal to the floor. Sounds like the beady man in the background. And, uh, well, anyway... The, these little men, they, they stand by the sort of a production booth where it's got million ammeters, switches and controls and things, and uh, half of it's just to do with bringing the, the alternator up to speed. Hello, we can hear grind, 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 rumble, rumble, rumble. What's the actual running speed of the alternator? Uh, it's syn- Hello, Mr. Sue, it's synchronous speed. Synchronous with the mains. That's right. It, it, it would have to be anyway. Otherwise, uh, you would turn your raters into a motor and that would right. destroy the raters and the turbine. Uh, well, anyway, what's quite interesting, the turbine rotor itself is never allowed to stop rotating. Because the blades might flap. Um, that's sort of, that, that is actually quite, quite genuinely and quite surprisingly the reason. And yeah. that they have a little motors, so when they shut the steam off, it still makes the whole thing rotate. What, a little electric motor? Or a little electric motor, motor yeah. That's little, really interesting. little kitchen motor there going... And uh, it makes the whole thing rotate. And apparently this is done yeah. so that... Because the steam going in, let's face it, is at something like 500 degrees. Which certainly is certainly warm, isn't it? Which is, uh, well, 
it's, it is red heat. Yes. You can imagine red hot steam. Well, mm. it goes through the, the turbine. Now, if they just let the turbine sit there, it would sag under its own weight. Yeah. So it, it, they force it to keep rotating. Yeah. So if it ever, say, you did have a complete power failure there, it would wreck the rotors? Uh, yes, that's right. So it would be quite expensive for them, wouldn't it? It certainly would. Well, the uh, the deviations that you get just from from the whole thing sagging aren't that much. But as you could imagine, when you've got several, uh, probably about 50 tonnes of rotor, yeah. if it's just slightly out of balance... It'll vibe. It'll do a vibe and just destroy the, the, stru the power station structurally. And just fall down. Like just fall down. Will fall down. That's right, and the poor fireman would be out of a job. Where do they hold their assemblies on Monday morning? Assemblies? Oh, it's the branch that it was like a school building. <laughs> That's the IDs. Mm. Yeah, I heard it clicked and nothing came through. <clears throat> branch is eating dinner. I'm just the standby announcer on standby rates here. You're, you're, you're the standby okay. announcer here. Probably listens off missions. Okay. Branch is eating his fish dinner. Um, mashed potato some green stuff and this red stuff. Same stuff that was on that movie. I'll go into the other room and just pretend I'm doing listens off, off missions. Isn't it? Okay. Standby missions, okay. So the branch is going to eat in the fish room, which would be very good. <coughs> we'll make no more comments about that now, because... Yes, yeah, so there you are, Mr Keith. So all in all, you did find it quite a, a worthwhile uh, experience for I'll your course. I'll... Um, yeah, well, yes... Yes, I'll, 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 I'll agree with that. Do they ha usually have um, tours there, or what's the situation? Um, they seem to discourage tours. Yeah, you've got to be part of the Thermodynamics uh, course at CIT. That's right. Mm. I, I don't know why, but I, I could have well imagined. I mean, they can't have people running around turning valves and turning raters, putting raters online. That's right. And things like that. Apparently, what's quite interesting, it takes them eight hours to bring a boiler up to temperature. That's pretty hot. Pretty long, rather. Yeah. And the fireman has to sit there all day and light his fire. It's, it sounds a pretty redundant sort of job, really. Well, this is it. Um, the, the new gas turbine uh, at the end port. Bring, bring. Yes, at Newport, the new gas turbine. Uh, is a single-stage device. It produces 500 megawatts just in one machine and can be brought online in half an hour. 500 megawatts? Yes. That's a lot of megawatts. It certainly is. That would, that would power a lot of missions, that. And this uh, thing at the, this old Newport station is just purely for the railways, is it? Oh, your dog's going for a bark close by there. It is. It's going for a tuttle. <clears throat> well, so then um, it takes, when they actually start putting steam into a turbine, yes. it takes them half an hour to bring, the, to bring the whole alternator set up to speed. Half an hour? Yeah. You, well, what, what's its ribbing rotation? Oh, it's at uh, synchronous speed. It's three three thousand six hundred RPM. Ah, yes. Mm. And uh, what happens in getting up to that speed? It goes through two critical ranges of speed. Where it could vibe to bits. Where it could vibe to bits, because as listeners may or may not know, a long shaft, any shaft, has a thing called a critical whirling velocity. That's right. <coughs> where that. If you have a shaft, it can have transverse vibrations. Yeah. And if the rotational speed equals the 
uh, angular frequency of the transverse vibrations, you will get a catastrophic build-up in oscillation. And it is, it is possible to have one or two or many modes of this oscillation, and in bringing them up to this speed, that they actually have to pass two modes, two such modes. So what they do, they bring it up to speed under power. Yes. And uh, they, they move through that region very rapidly because if they stay there for any length of time, the whole power station will just fall, fall just down. Just vibe. Just, just vibe away. Mm. And it is quite, quite amazingly powerful just how strong these, uh, the critical whirling... You can actually vibe all the mountings and everything as it goes through, does it? Yeah. So like my car in second gear, you get to the certain speed and all vibes and it things just, fall just, off. That's right. <laughs> it, it is quite amazing just, just how powerful this is. Um, it would be a few tons, wouldn't it, the shaft? Well, let's say if you let it run at its critical whirling velocity for, say, anything more than about 10 seconds, you the whole building would just fall down. Interesting. And is it going to be uh, pulled down or removed? Well, unfortunately, that ancient thing, which is <coughs> quite a marvel, mm. will, will get the chuck and the entire building will become a, uh, a Bilgis community centre or something stupid. Inside the old yes, power station. Yes, that's right. So they can all play with the bulbs, I suppose, and light they fires in the boiler. and Paint them green and put them on display. Yeah, that's right. What's a... Two... What's a complete laugh? Yeah, what's a laugh? Um, at the end of the generator room and in the boiler room, there's this giant megawatt meter on the wall. And the face of this megawatt meter... Uh, uh, would be about um, four metres diameter. Oh, yeah. This giant metre. And it just sits there, the million light bulbs lighting it up, and all the people run around looking at this giant megawatt metre as they, they light their fires and uh, bring raters up to speed. That's amazing. Well, what, um, what do you think the future of it will be? The, it won't have a future. Could it? It's going to be completely. <laughs> it's going to be completely removed and made into a community centre. Isn't that's it? right. That's that's most entertaining. So, what do you think is? Um, what main aspects of thermodynamic? No, I think on the back of thermodynamic theory. Do you think you learnt with your? Uh, what, what day was it? You went for your visit. Friday. You think that you learnt and, and got out of it. I got a first-hand and a detailed and deep physical and psychic experience it was. It was, I, I really thought that I, I achieved oneness and closeness with the, the universal, with the universe, and um, it, it made me appreciate the meaning in life. And uh, just what program is this anyway? Um, um, oops, I was reading from the, the wrong page here. Um, probably very little actually, but it was just good to see that these stupid boilers and things you learn about in boredom dynamics do actually exist. And that was more or less the, the raison d'etre, it's French, for the reason of existence of, of going there in the first place. I believe some, somebody wants to say something in the background, so... You mean there's somebody else on two metres? Could be. I'll see if it's anyone there. Hello? No. Next. It's obviously a bogus features. A hoax call. Yeah.
So that's really most interesting that you went went there. Yes. How many people actually toured through the station? Oh, about twenty. And they're all at the same, uh, doing the same course. That's right. Well, that would have been most entertaining for you. Yeah. Oh, it certainly was. They they didn't let us have a look at the new station because it's the, on the band, black band. Th this is this will be a historic comment actually. The new station is complete. The new Newport B power station, burning natural gas, yeah. is actually complete and is in the stages of being commissioned at the moment. It is being commissioned and will be online possibly within the next one or two months. Well, that's quite amazing. Do they go over any of the theory of the new station or they just talked about the old station? They just talked about the old station. Well, there's so much to see in the old station. And you could ride up the Johns and Wade Bad lift into the coal bunker. Well, it would have been very good if so they had a bunker there right. and you saw the coal. Uh, you were saying before in our preliminary discussion that sometimes a coal has a spontaneous ignition. Well, this is interesting. Going to each of the boiler furnaces, they're, they're very large hoppers, or as they call them, bunkers, with all the conveyor belts going, feeding all this coal. And you look in them, and it's just this giant pit, and it's just full of coal. And what happens that uh, inside these funnel-shaped pits... Oh, yeah, I see. So <laughs> that was the, about the, um, the bunkers. And, and what happens if you have sufficient quantity of coal kept in such a confined space under those conditions, it does catch fire spontaneously, apparently, simply because there's so much coal dust and hydrocarbons around and oxygen, and in an enclosed space, a slow, steady-state combustion is always there, but occasionally... Steady-state combustion? It is a very slow oxidation process that goes on all the time. It would, wouldn't it, because the coal just goes for burns? Well, it's just a spontaneous effect in air that if you put sufficient oxygen atoms, molecules, and carbon together in an enclosed space, that at a given temperature, there is a certain rate of reaction. And this certain rate of reaction is, really a, strong, is a strong function of temperature. And as it happens, that that reaction itself does produce heat. Do you think it would be more satisfying for people to work in the old-style power station than the uh, new button-pushing there, station? There's, there's uh, certainly more to do, and it, it's certainly a lot more interesting. You can wonder about the valves that just disappear into the floor and wonder what they do. And, uh, well, there's nothing like that in the new station because it's all super-efficient and microprocessor-controlled, and uh, it pro I, I believe the new station will... We'll only have some like ten people manning it. So, do you think that the old station? Well, how many years has it got in life before it gets pulled down and made into the community centre? Oh, probably about a year. Is that all? Yeah, that's a pity. Well, when when Newport B is brought online, there won't be any need for the old one. There so won't be any won't be any need for it anymore. Well, the thing is, it's very expensive to run. It would be, wouldn't it? Uh, well, for the simple reason it's overall thermal efficiency, the old station is only 24%, whereas the new station gets 40%. 40% efficiency, that's a lot. Which is very close to the thermodynamic limit. It is, isn't it? Well, what's the... Uh, the um, 50%. 50. Sort of like a Class A amplifier. You, you, can't get, you can't get blood out of a stone effect. And... Uh, well, it's interesting then. So you really think that the thermodynamic, thermodynamic um, propagation of the steam is uh, is up to standard? Yes. 
a very non-committal years. Terribly sorry here, we're having troubles in the switch room. I'm trying to patch it and uh, queue up the racing line as well. Oh, I see. Races from I, I, I see obviously oh, the, the, just dropped his the management of that station can't afford too many hello. staff. Hello. Oh, yeah, hello. Yes, uh, that's very interesting to hear about that. That's the other one if you get sick of it. Oh, prize. good, yeah, the Cumans are quite good. I must have got some equipment to give the Cumans. Well, what, when was this actual power station built? Uh, Newport A was, was built around 1930 and brought online yeah. in 1935. It was brought in li in li online in 1939. 35. 35, and it's sort of fairly old um, standards then as well. Well, certainly, yeah, and certainly in terms of safety standards, it's it, uh, You could easily horrendous. go for a burn. Well, not so much a burn, but you could walk into the switch room and just go for a, a zap. Do you mean there's just these, these old switches there that could just, you know, you could touch them and well, get 2,000 volts? look at it this way. We've all watched Frankenstein movies. That's right. And we all know the sort of technology in a Frankenstein movie. It's very, like. very bad technology indeed. Well, <coughs> that that must that would have been state of the art compared with what's at Newport A. Yeah. Mm. And it just hasn't been updated since that time. It's quite incredible. Probably the only things they've updated is the pilot lamps in the uh, warning bulbs. The pilot lamps, that's very good indeed. So you have the, they've got pilot lights <laughs> to warn when the steam's getting up to heat. That's right. Well, that's quite amazing. That, that it's, uh, they've got a carrier fail alarm and a modulation, I mean, uh, a steam fail alarm and a, uh, a power fail alarm. They've got all these, these failure alarms, have they? That's right. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, if they have these alarms, do they, what happens when the alarm actually goes off? Does it ring a bell or a light flash or what? Uh, it will probably light a, a little hmm. light in, uh, just bringing plate current down to respectable value here. A little lamp goes for a, for a flash. That's right. Gee, that must be quite exciting when the lamp goes for a flash. Look, we've got lost our train of thought, but, I'm, but luckily now I haven't. I've got uh, rid of the uh, disturbance factor I had. So well, we can now talk in uh, greater detail. Now, what were, what were we talking about? Uh, the Newport Power Station, that's oh, right. I was back here on page... Mm. So apart, did you, did you get much in, in look at the generators? What you know, the, the, the squirrel cage generators? Do you see squirrels in their cages or what? No, they're motors, aren't they? Well, I don't know. Uh, no, they, they are. They are actually rotors. What you do, you excite the armature, mm. and there there are brushes and slip rings and things with which to excite it. Slip rings. Slippery actually. rings. And uh, there's a little exciting generator at the end. Yes. Which is a, a, a ginormous machine in its own right. Probably several kilowatts. Yeah, um, well, the size of the machine, it would have been at least 50 kilowatts just, just to excite the... Just the exciting machine? Yeah. Gee, it's on the same shaft as the main... Yeah, that's right. Mm. And uh, you can actually look inside and see the brushes, all sort of the brushes all designed to carry thousands of amps. That would be. It's a complete laugh. When... Now, what's quite interesting, they have one alternator set generating power at 25 cycles. 25 cycles? 25 Why on earth 25 cycles? cycles? Well, as it turns out, the Victorian Railway signalling system, for some obscure reason, does actually run off 25 cycles. 25 cycles? But it's silly, it'd be flickering all the lamps would flicker. Uh, well, there you are, it does happen. 
so they've got 25 cycles to run just the... So that's a special line just to the... Special line, just, just to Newport A. I don't know what the ECC will do now, now that it's, it's gone. So that's, is that's running all the time, that's pit, that special generator? That just runs all the time and generates 25 cycles. So if that tuttled, the, um, the railways would tuttle, it'd have no signals. Yes, that's right. So how many kilowatts is that 25 cycle generator? Uh, 10 megawatts. Well, that's not very high, is it? Uh, well, it's not, but when you consider it's just used for, for signalling systems, I suppose it is, really. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm a certain, no, I mean, when you consider the, the signalling's all, all electromagnetic mm. relays and lamps True. and things, I mean, you look at those lamps, they're always on red. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I always, always thought that the station had something to do with the railways, and that, that must be it. Apparently, the whole of the railway system was on 25 cycles once. The lights in the railway stations and everything used to go for a flicker and all that sort of thing. Hmm. Yes, are we on air here? Yes, that's right. So there you are. It's really certainly quite amazing. And did it have that smell of hot steam and all the pipes were hot and the steps it hot? It just smelt of coal. Mm. It's just this coal smell. What do you think about the environmental things? Do you think anyone who worked there would live very long? Or they actually, couple? it's quite good, actually. Um, yeah. Su- surprisingly clean. The, the station itself has quite, quite gone for quite a fill. Yeah. Now, one of the most fascinating things of, of the whole day, mm. which, I, which I found, was that in the coal bunkers itself, it's ear and eye protection must be worn at all times. Well, I understand the eye protection business and coals falling into the bunker. That's right. Oh, they told us that we all had... Hello? Hello. We all had to Is wear... somebody else there? No, it's the wrong sort of buzz for that. Oh. Um, we, all, we all gave us hard hats, not that it would make much difference. I mean, if 200 tonnes of coal falls on you... You'd be a sick K. <laughs> hard hat wouldn't make much difference. No, it wouldn't. Well, up in the coal bunkers, the, the coal man, uh, they wear air protection. You tell your troubles to the coal man. He's a very, 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 very soul man. What's the song? Oh... Anyway, carry on. It's about 1963 vintage. We, we don't have coal men anymore there. We don't. No. Um, well, they wear ear protection. It's not against the noise, but against the coal dust actually getting inside ah. the ear. And, and it gumming it, up the ear. It gums up the ear, and of course it goes for an infect because the ear doesn't know what to make of it. But all this wax would pop out, wouldn't it? I, it takes a long time, and it's a hydrocarbon irritant. Yeah. And not only that the coal contains anthracene and... Anthracene, very bad substance for ears. And, and naphthalenes and things naphthalenes, like that. Naphthalenes, that's what you use to get rid of moths. It gives you uh, aromatic poisoning too. It's an arithmetic ketone. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. Oh, well. I, I, I did fail to form con- chemistry. They're, they're conjugated benzene rings. What benzene rings? Benzene rings. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Well, it sounds a bit more like it, doesn't it? So that would have been a most tanning visit. And oh, it certainly was. How many hours were you walking through the station? Oh, about three hours. Three hours? That's not too bad. Three no. hours in the station would have been quite entertaining. That's right. And it's quite like the, the production manager. He yes. sits in his production booth. Yes. And there are ten million tings. He's actually got tings He's for the He's actually got station. a million tings. Mm. And he, he looks at all his vars and watts and volt amp meters. Of course, his vars. They must have lots of vars in there filled with water. So it would have been, I suppose, most taining to have all those things. Yes, yes. Well, how many metres have they actually got in there? Like, have they got lots of metres just sitting there? Six metres. 
six metres. Six they got metres. two metres as well. Thanks, Tony. I've just been given branch coffee by the branch coffee machine. Oh. Well, I'll put in one and three quarters of the river, what you've gone down to. Oh, that's very nice. It is. Mm. Yeah. Well, it would have been most taining to go through the, the power station. It certainly was. Mm. Well, anyway, now that you're back, Mr Branch, do you remember the secret of the ash? The but secret? Here's the secret. Secret missions next week at this time. And now stay tuned for the latest news. And, uh... Secret missions that may not be too secret, anyway. Well, yes. So, really, it was just like this. Listen for secret missions next week at this time. Uh, the case of my afterburner is getting too hot to touch. Is it really? Is it meant to run continuous commercial it's service? It's not. Mm. It's very strictly ICAS. That's amateur intermittent service. It's Hello, something's happened to the missions. Mm, looks like it's gone off. Well, we do Ooh. seem we do seem to have a uh, fault on our network line. Mr. K seems to be dropping out. So. Uh, until then, we'll have a ah, uh, back. short commercial no. sausage. No, wait, we won't no. have a short commercial sausage. Oh, no. What will we have? I think it's time uh, for an ID, though. We're we'll asking have... over. Oh, no. Uh, we'll, we'll just take a short commercial sausage uh, 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 and after this one. Now, are you back there, Mr K, calling in the K? Hello. Oh, you're back. You seem to have fixed up your... No, he's off again now. So it would appear that we have some fault in our... We, uh, our, uh, our uh, the uh, plate current is fluctuating between 200 and 75 hmm. amps. I mean, milliamps. It looks like we do have a slight bit of trouble in our uh, McKinnon studios there. And So uh, uh, until then, we'll just, we'll just uh, stand by. And now, with a further apology for this interruption to your listening pleasure... We return you to our scheduled program. And hello, Mr. K, you're back again, I take it. No, he's not. Oh, dear. Well, this is very bad. I, I can't um, I confess to know exactly what to do in this situation. We seem to have lost our line to our McKinnon Studios. It is most bad indeed. We're having such an interesting technical discussion about the state of the Newport Power Station, the old Power Station too. But unfortunately, that has tuttled. Mr. K seems to have a breakdown. Um, we'll just try once more on our, on our line. Uh, calling Mr. K, are you okay. there on, on air? Hello. Oh, you're there. Right. Well, we can now get back to our discussion. We're there. We have taken the afterburner offline. We have offline the afterburner. You're on low is, power now. It is now, it is now riving down to, to low speed there. And... Uh, well, well, apparently all our VARs and volt amps were all wrong, so... So, uh, in other words, we're back on air again. We're back on air. We'll just stand by and I'll play the appropriate announcement. And now, with a further apology for this interruption to your listening pleasure, we return you to our scheduled programme. And good morning, Mr K. And good morning, Mr Stewart. We appear to have had some problems <coughs> there in the, uh, the technical, technical department. department. Yes. Well, I'm glad that I you're back on air again. I think our coaxial cable must have broken down between Sydney and Melbourne or something. I think it must have. Yeah. And, OK, let's get back to serious technical discussion because we'll get the Mr Shoddy will go on the door. Hello, there's someone in behind you. I wonder who that is. Anyway, hello. Oh, yes, it's Mr Shoddy. Fine. Apparently a hoax, a hoax call. A hoax call. Mm. Well, that's very interesting. So, as you said, it is very historic this moment. could be one of the last branch missions. Yes, I'll, I'll say. So we're back on air again. I'm, I'm, I'm most tamed by it. Well, I haven't sat in the branch missions and done a cross band for several years. It must be six, seven, eight, ten years at least. Well, that, that, that's historic too. It is. And of course, uh, 
the 1995 Olympic Games tomorrow. I wonder how they'll go. Telephone Olympics. So it should be very good indeed. Anyway, so you went to the power station. It's right, quite a nice area where that power station is, isn't it? So nice and uh, yucky. Um, well, actually, it's surprisingly not that bad at all. Really? You not, find it quite not, interesting? Not, not really. I, I mean, I, I find industrial areas quite interesting anyway. There was quite a challenge to walk through. You might, you might always fall into a pit of bilge or something. Bilge, yeah. It is like a big cesspool around there. Some, some parts are. It seems to have cleaned up a lot over the last few years, which is interesting. There has been a um, public awareness of Public awareness, filth. and it seems some concerted effort has, has been made to... Ever since the Eastgate Bridge fell down, they've cleaned the area up. To rectify the situation. Because mm. the ground was just too, too salt, uh, wet for the uh, bridge to stand up on. That's right. Well, it's most interesting. I mean, as you can see, my technical expertise is not as great as Mr. Branch, but while he's uh, otherwise involved, I have to We still haven't yet revealed the secret of the ash. Oh, oh, OK, carry on about the ash. Well, what happens? Um, apparently only 5% of the coal actually winds up in the ash because the burning, it is forced draft burning. The ginormous fans blowing air into it, so it burns very hot and very thoroughly, I must say. And when it falls off the conveyor belt, it then goes through a little hopper thing and it falls into sort of a tub of water. And it goes through a hiss and a, and a gurgle. And, uh... Yes, Carrie, and sounds most interesting. It goes through a hiss and a gurgle. And what actually happens to the ash? It used to be dumped. Yeah, they, they just used to drive along and... That's not very nice, be bad. Right. And uh, so they, they, someone discovered that you can apparently use coke ash, not coke oh. ash, but coal ash in general, as a filler in making roads. And you mix it with tar. You're joking. You mean no. our roads are made out of ash? They're actually made out of Newport A ash. That's most interesting. So... That, that gets the useless award design information. So it goes in the roads, so they go for a wreck when you drive your KVS over them. That's right. What's most interesting? Yes. So how much ash do they... How many ash pounds per day would they pour on the roads? And thank you there, Mr Beatty Man. Oops, Phoenix is back with turn down this monitoring control. Yeah, well, that's very good, and uh, so it was the highlight of your week. I don't know how much ash, ash they get. Yes, yeah, so it, it certainly was mm. the, the H-light of the week. Mm. And how is your general studies going there at uh, CIT, the Caulfield Institute of Bad Knowledge, or is it the Pentridge? No, that's the other one we saw last yes, night. Yes, that's right. PIT, yeah. The, uh, that's most hanging, yeah. Well, the studies are, are a bit of a factor because they, would. They, they, they take up so much time. I think study is I mean, bad. I've got more important things to do, like build meters and uh, build meters. Much more tiny. Yeah, much more important to much more much important. more important. It's just so much more important it's, to build meters. Yeah, well, this is. I mean, do you realise if everyone in the world just sat around in their shack and built meters, we wouldn't yeah. have wars or there anything? There wouldn't be any wars. Just a shoddy would come around and book them all. That's right. It'd be most interesting. Yes, <laughs> the shoddy man. Oh, the branch is back from Dins. 
And uh, did you have a nice dinner, Mr. Brains? No, it was quite good. It's good, good quite fish dinner. What's most interesting? I'm terribly sorry I'm going from mental. I don't know why. It must be... Uh, it's just, the heat. The heat in the shack is just unbearable. And talking about the Newport Power Station with superheated steam doesn't help either. It's just exceptionally bad indeed. Well, that's right. I mean, it's only at a few hundred degrees. That's right. You're quite hot. I am quite hot. Yeah, quite hot indeed. Hmm. Some regrets. Some regrets. Well, certainly very interesting. Um, any questions you'd like to ask the K about uh, things? It's And it's now over to question time. Question time from the House of K. Ring the bell. Thank you. Somebody just rang the bell. Mm. We haven't got any bells here, have we? No. No. Oh, well. We've got shooting sound effects. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last thing I heard when I was in the middle of eating dins was that it's going to be turned into a community recreation centre, or are we not talking about the... Oh, yes, we're still talking about that. Yeah. Uh, so yes. who's going to take over the... Rec- we can take it over to the big missions room. The acoustics would be pretty bad, just these clanging iron girders everywhere, steam sh- per- <laughs> pouring out of them. It would certainly be a good place to put a big meter. It would be, you could put a super uh, big meter there. It would be bad acoustics, you couldn't do yeah. good production. Oh, no, you just have that as a meter's hall. It would be an excellent um, site for tenors, that swamp, mm. and you use the chimney as the tenors. And you have all these trucks bringing coal in for the meters. That's right. You have this big hole on the side of the meters where you just empty all this coal. Feed coal into it. And have bad missions coming out of it. Just bad. Always missions towers. Missions towers. Yes. You can make beams, 160 metre beams out of them. Or you could just use them as feeder lines, like feed 160 up to oh. Sydney and have it put a yeah, across it and be listened. For the third network. That's right. <laughs> I wonder if it would be cheaper, you know. Inland and islands. For networking radio programs and things. To send the RF. Yeah, just have, like, transmission lines going from here to Sydney for the antennas at the end. Well, they do that anyway, don't they, with the X now? Yes, well, well, that's right. Oh, yes, but not at high level, though. No, not a, not a half a megawatt. That's right. Yes, it, it is quite high level. It does go down at one end at, at a couple of kilowatts. What? 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 Well, what? You'd melt the emissions. Oh, s- simply due to the uh, very high attenuation you get. You mean just the, the coax program? Yes. But the line drivers must be quite hefty things. I mean, you have a missus feeding into this patch panel in the wall of a program room. Mm. I don't really quite uh, believe it, that. Uh, if you go down coax cable, it, it certainly does. Two kilowatts is obviously... They wouldn't need that much. I mean, I mean imagine the power bill. They've got 50, net, 50 lines or something. Mm. So you've got 50 times two kilowatts. Probably the total power might yeah. peak at two kilowatts. Um, the, but don't they have repeaters every few miles anyhow? So that's yeah. where they get out. Yeah. That's right. They'd need pretty big windmills. They'd repeat 50 kilowatts. That's right, yes. <laughs> this is such a load of builds. We apologise for this build. Look, it was OK until I came, I'm afraid. See, it I always turns into builds when the stew walks in. See, unfortunately, always. I haven't been on missions for so long, I've just lost the art of talking to you've, the K. You've become completely incompetent. Completely incompetent, just like a G. Mm. And uh, we say evening to them. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> They'd be listening too. Oh, this is peak time. I mean, peak. No, it's peak. not peak. Peak program time. Peak yes. program time. Uh, the, everyone might be. I mean, it's rotten. I mean, it's gone for a cloud now. I'd say we'd have quite high ratings now. I heard them saying they were going to watch the Calder races earlier. Oh, the oh. Beck's up there, isn't he? Yeah. What? Beck's t- what, doing the races. He's driving one of the, the big cars. Yeah. And doing, doing talks as yeah, he drives. Yeah, he drives. Oh, I see. You know see. how they've got, the, they've got a TV camera in one car for television? Well, in the radio side, they've got the Beck in a car. 
That's oh, right. No. Just sitting on the pack rack. And he's giving a running description. Doing, doing commentary missions. This is terrible, you know. When, when they have um, microprocessors um, that can talk, well, they can just replace all the backs. Well, that's right. And so that's why we have more now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, we appear to have had a, a cross line from the production department, and we uh, sincerely... A short apology, and uh, now stand by me. I've got a short message here. Listen for secret missions next week at this time, and now stay tuned for the latest news. And the latest news is, what's the latest news? Okay. okay. Latest news. Um, a, t- a tune around the the uh, the, the bands mm. reveals um, nobody has any news in particular. Mm. Looks like we'll have another Middle East war within by the time the year is finished. Now, how's your comments? You had quite a few comments about this a year or so ago. I remember talking to you about this time last year. How have well, things come out compared to what you thought they might have? Um, quite a, quite a few interesting surprises, and about fifty percent of it came out right. Really. That's really quite amazing. What's that thing? No. We What's made a prediction economy? about Afghanistan. As uh, it, yeah. As it uh, turned out, it was invaded. You, it you, was? Better be, you better be quick there, Kay. There's about 60 seconds of log tape. Left. Oh, no. Yes. GAN was invaded. GAN was invaded. Mm. And, I, and I said there'd be a war between Iraq and Iran, which yeah. there was. Yeah, you're pretty correct there. Well, you should write a book and publish it, all your, your predictions. Kay Damas. Kay <laughs> Uh, You'd make big money. Hmm. <laughs> oh, fine. Somebody doesn't seem to agree there. No, that's right. We've seen no. a disagreement in the uh, in the gallery. In the gallery, you'll hit sticks. I, I'd better give idents actually. Well, what's the most tanning? So you're actually broadcasting to the inland of the yeah. islands. Would you like to say something that could be uh, regarded as some, uh, vaguely humorous? Who you? Who? You. You. Me? Yes. But I, I, I don't know anything humorous. What's well, something vaguely humorous? What's something vaguely humorous? Um, peace in our time. So much for humor. <laughs>